Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are here today with... Chase Colston. And Chase, you are who I, and what? I really have no idea why I'm here. I just saw a microphone and just sat down. That's it. And you're, you're attracted to microphones, I think, is, is part of the problem. You have a nice microphone, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I get a lot. Yeah. Um, I am Chase. Uh, I guess I am the founder and promoter of the Bud Light Red Dirt Barbecue Music Festival in Tyler, Texas. And I really appreciate joining you guys today. We, we absolutely love having you on. You know, um, right off the bat, you sold out in 48 hours this year. Um, there's absolutely no reason for you to come on our show, but we, we certainly appreciate it. <laughs> yes, yes. Just for those that are that are listening to this, um, Red Dirt Festival this year is on May 5th. But uh, if you have not already bought your tickets, sorry, um, get on there next year when they announce the uh, the tickets going on sale. But uh, stay tuned to the end of this episode because we might have something to to talk to you about. And just tell you now, they're on sale February 1st, 2019, 10 a.m. Like I tell you right now. And, and you need to get on there. It's it's like. All the good stuff you got to get on there at the very beginning. You know, I myself dilly dallied and uh, got on there, and I had a panic attack. Dilly dilly or dilly dally? Dilly dallied, but, but I'm going but it to is dilly the Bud dilly. Light Red Dirt Music Festival. Exactly. We are sponsored by Bud Light, so you can say dilly dilly all, all you want. All day long. I, I hope somebody has some dilly dilly shirts. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about you know this is a big huge event. Um, we can talk a little bit about to people what what it is and and what it's like going to your event. You know, you do this in the town square of Tyler, Texas. Um, you know, it's funny you say that because we're owned by Town Square Media, so I like how you, there you, go. How yeah. you say that. It's subliminal. Yeah. But yeah. Um, downtown Tyler, Texas, it's it's a festival that's a combination, and it is literally two separate festivals that happen at the same time that just happen to be able to get a ticket for both. So you have a barbecue festival, which is very similar and, and comparative in some ways to other barbecue festivals. It's all you can eat. Absolutely. Samples at a time, best barbecue joints that you like to pick from and best barbecue joints in Texas. And then there's some live music during the day on a side stage. It's actually some very surprisingly good bands. Um, then at the end of that, everything shifts gears and the barbecue shuts down. Some may be available for sale, but it's left over and, or maybe not the word is left over, but that's, uh, but there is some barbecue for sale after the normal festival shuts down, and then it is a, it is a full-on music festival, um, and it's five bands this year. Five bands, yep. Five, we have five bands, bands every year, yep. You know, it's, it's funny how it how it all started. You know, I was, I was a sports writer for ten years. You know, since I was a teenager in high school, and and um, you know, over the course of the internet, things like that, you know people figured out that I don't need to buy newspapers anymore. I can read it on the internet and, you know, they don't catch up. So my job changed and um, got a job with Townsquare Media in 2012. And, and you know, while there, I had already been a big fan of barbecue, you know, and, and being in, in Tyler, I was at Stanley's Famous Pit Barbecue, you know, at least once a week. And, um, you know, and you come in with a music company and we have, um, we have a syndicated uh, Texas country show, Radio Texas Live with Buddy Logan. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, as I'm working with the company now, I see what we're doing with music, and I see, you know, I had I had gone to Texas Monthly's Festival since it started in 2009 or 2010, whenever it was, and you know, about you know mid 2012, late 2012, I asked my company, I was like, well, what if we, you know, Town Square Media is big on live events, and and we do over 500 around the country every year, I said, well, let's let's marry you know this barbecue thing with what we do best, which is music, and they said no. And I said, okay, well, um, maybe I'll try again one day. And then, you know, early 2013 comes around and, you know, I, I bring it back up. I said, well, let's, 
let's try this idea. Like, you know, Tyler really is needing a great event. You know, Tyler has been starving for something really cool for a long time. And they said no. And I said, okay, here's the deal. You know, I was like, give me one shot. If it loses money, you can fire me. You can do whatever you want. You know, I tried to explain to them what Texas Monthly is and why barbecue is such a, a big thing in Texas. And finally they said, fine. You know, I think just to get me to shut up, they said, all right, you get, you get one shot. So 2014 comes around. You know, we, um, uh, I tried to, I had 15 restaurants on the hook. 14 were able to show up, and we had four bands that year. And, um, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. All we knew was that 14 smokers were going to show up, and uh, Randy Rogers and Whiskey Myers were going to play on a stage. And, you know, at the end of the night, we're just, we sit back, and we're just like, holy shit, this, this actually worked. You know, and powers that be said, holy shit, this actually worked. <laughs> so let's do it again next year. So who, and, who were some of the barbecue joints at the first one? Uh, you don't have to name them all. but <laughs> you, know, and, you know, if I sat and thought about it, I could think of one. But, you know, the one, so many that have been a part of it, you know, for now almost five years, uh, Stanley's and Tyler, of course, has been um, a major backbone and a big supporter uh, since day one. Nick and Nick Pences and Jonathan Shaw are two of my very good friends. And, and you know, using their connections, you know, even back then when – I'm able to meet a Wayne Miller through Nick Pences and call Wayne and say, hey, Wayne, will you come to this event? Sure, why not? You know, and I, he has no idea who I am but because of my relationship with uh, Stanley's. But, you know, you had, you had uh, Stanley's, you had Louie Miller, you had um, um, Hutchins, um, Slowbone, you know, uh, when Jack, per Jack Perkins owned Slowbone, but, you know, before he sold it, he, he was very supportive every year, uh, Riverport and Jefferson, uh, you know, I just – you know, so many places of Buzzies and, and Kerrville have always been been there every year. You know, those, those are some really good barbecue joints. I mean, right off the bat. I mean, which, oh yeah, which uh, especially a Blacks. Virginia, Blacks like, has been there every year. Yeah, a brand yeah. new festival that lends immediate credibility well, in the eyes of barbecue fans. Yeah. Is like you've got legitimately really good barbecue. Well, and a brand new festival in, in the town of Tyler, Northeast Texas, and, and that's one of the things. Even even this year, you're pulling in barbecue joints from. You know, Kerrville, and these guys are trailering in their stuff. Amarillo and, now, Tyler's yeah, Amarillo, Amarillo and, and, and this year, uh, uh, Evie Mays, Mays yeah. and, and Lubbock, yeah. So, and, and, you know, I've heard some stories, uh, multiple stories in one year, you know, they had trailer problems, their axles broke, I mean, and, they, and they're hustling it out here, and guess what, they're coming back again um, because of what the festival is, and every, every pit master that I talk to about, you know, what it's like for them, you're, you're putting on an event that, um, for various reasons, they enjoy as well. Um, which makes it a lot more fun for everybody because everybody, I mean, it's a damn good time. Yeah. You know, and that, that's fun. what it comes down to is that, and you can tell it in the crowd and you can tell it in the people at the show as well. Right. You know, and, and one thing that, that I have always, you know, kept at the top of my mind, I think that I won't let compromise anything about this event is, you know, we love our bands. We love the music. Obviously, it's a huge selling point for what we do. But, you know, we're, we're a stop in the road for these bands. You know, we're the next show until they go to the next one. And they, they love our event as well, but the backbone of it all is our restaurants. Always has been. When, you can, when, I, when I know I can call Chad Franks at Schmidt Family Barbecue and say, hey, man, you coming back this year? He says, hell yeah, I'm coming back. You know, I've been there every year. Why would I miss it? Um, you know, and I, I talked to Shane Styles this year, and they're opening their new spot. And he just says, man, I just, I've been dreading this conversation. And I said, dude, you're opening a new place, you know. We'll get you next year. It's fine. So, um, but it's become such a cool event as part of the barbecue community, and it's helped me grow a lot in knowing a lot of people and, and also experiencing, you know, great barbecue. And now that we've gone from 14 the first year and now we're going to have 25, you know, it, it, it hopefully gives credence to what we're doing, that it's 
that's a good time for them. Um, a- absolutely, and, and you know, we've talked before throughout the year, there's barbecue joints as we visit them that are coming up and saying, oh, I'd love to be part of that. And, and you actually have to cut it off at some point. I mean, you can't we have did. everybody out there. But it's it's it sucks sometimes because you know it's like, you know, when I go to you know certain restaurants, I'm like, man, I, this is great stuff, but I'm out of room. You know, right. we, it's a, but also that's a that's a problem that we deal with every year is that you know being downtown on the square in Tyler is, is obviously we're very limited on space, and when we sell out as fast as we did this year, you know when we saw you know VIP tickets were gone in seconds. Uh, and then, you know, all of our barbecue tickets were gone within 75 minutes. You know, our, the ones that you could buy barbecue or get barbecue and the music. And last year, 20, 2016, 2017, we sold out. We sold our last concert ticket on April 4th. And this year we sold out two days later. You know, but then you get that, you get that backlash of, well, you need to move it. You need to be bigger. You know, you need to go somewhere else. And, you know, the, the thing with us is that we're not. Well, that, you know, that's a lot of the, the charm. Festival that it is if you had. Well, right, and even from the barbecue standpoint, you know, we're not going to ask our restaurants to serve any more people than they already do because it's a it's a shitload of people. But and we could keep that the same and then sell another you know four or five thousand concert tickets. But when you go to downtown Tyler and you're standing on red brick streets and you're surrounded by buildings that are 130 years old, and you're in the cool part of Tyler, you know, Tyler's growing south and there's a whole lot of um, a whole lot of growth and a whole lot of new homes and new businesses, but it's not downtown you know i don't give two shits about south tyler it's you know it's just it's the same as what every city looks like it's chain restaurants and new buildings or whatever when i go downtown and i see i see street lamps that have been there for decades and buildings that have been there since and before the, my the grandparents memorial were born. to the squirrel yeah absolutely there's, you know there's a famous squirrel that lived for many years there and has its own uh, tombstone i think right there on town he, square he, he does and i mean you know and and I used to live downtown, and I got engaged on stage last year at Red Dirt. And well, you know, we were going to bring it up. You can't, we'll can't bring there. up everything Sorry. now. But you know, and I'm getting married in a few weeks on the square. You know, downtown. It's like it's it's a huge part of my life. It's a huge part of my fiance's life, and and our company's life. I mean, our our name is Town Square Media. So, you know, we deal with people saying, you know, you need to move, you need to be bigger. You know, why are you turning down this opportunity to sell more tickets and make more money? It's like. Well, then it wouldn't make Red Dirt what Red Dirt's been. And, you know, we might do more events one day, but as far as the way this goes, that 5,000 people is enough to deal with, quite honestly. And it's a (laughs) I mean, it's a great feeling, as you mentioned. I mean, the sun goes down on the other side of the buildings. So it's like this whole mood shifts, which is so cool about it. And like you said, the way that the stage is set up and on the street, it would be different if it was in an empty field somewhere. It just wouldn't have that, that same charm. Right. And it, it's funny because that's kind of similar to, to barbecue joints in that they could exactly. cook more if they wanted to. They could expand, but a lot of them don't. And it's because there's a certain element of... Um, We're sitting in Bodacious, prime example number yeah, one. I mean, he could, he could make this place 10 times bigger and seat 300 and whatever. But at the same point, why extend yourself when what you're doing is... You know, great as it is, you don't want your product to suffer if you try to get maybe too big too fast. So, if, you know, if I made Red Dirt a two-day festival or just moved it and made it 10,000 people, then the experience might not be the same. Right. You know, I can actually hold 7,000 people on the square, but I don't do it because at some point it's going to be too crowded. You'll be uncomfortable. Well, the, the density is nice yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and and as important as it is, the, the restroom to people ratio is great. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that. Well, um, unless you were there the first year, it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's old man bladder talk. Portion <laughs> well, you know, if you're if you're if you're if you're enjoying the Bud Lights out there, then uh, you know you're going to have to visit the restroom at some point. Well, you know, the first year we had, 
again, we had no idea what we're doing. We still don't really, I don't have much of an idea of what I'm doing, but I have a better idea. But, you know, the first year when we had a little over 4,000 people, you know, we had 35 bathrooms. And the line was, I mean, I can't quite explain it, you know. And then the next year is like, okay, we need more. And we've had over 100 since then, and it's better. But those things you learn, but, yeah. I mean, but, it, it again, it goes back to you wanting to keep it at a certain a certain size and a certain uh, a certain level and, and ratio, which is great. I mean, because like you said, you could squeeze in more. You could certainly sell more tickets this year. Mm-hmm. You know, 48 hours, you could sell the, the, the other 2,000 if you needed to, but right. your density is going to be worse. Because right. one of the nice things, I mean, there's a fountain, there's, there's grassy areas where you can sit, there's mm-hmm. under the trees. And, you know, as much as I like Andrew, I don't want don't to sit that close to him <laughs> in, in festivals, you know. Um, so that's always one of the fun things. Um, and, and I don't want you to single out too many places um, because I know you love a lot of these that are coming this year. But for this year in particular, what are what are a couple of the places that are coming that you're most excited about or new places for this year? That yeah. in? You know, and, and I always get excited about the new ones that come because the cool part is, is that when they come for the first time and then they, you know, they hear a lot about the festival and they want to come and they finally get to make it and they're like, Okay, this is really cool. Um, Evie Mays, you know, out in Woolforth. Um, um, I'm really excited because I haven't had Arnest's food yet, so I'm ready to try that. You know, and uh, uh, Pinkerton's, Pinkerton's down in Houston. I'm excited for for Grant to come, and um, you know, and um, oh God, trying to think of some of the new ones. I don't have the list. Uh, <laughs> those are know, those are two of the yeah two two personally two of the big new ones two of the big new ones for yeah. us, and you know, we're we're really excited about that. Um, you know, Buzzies is coming back this year after they couldn't make it last year, so it's. It's cool to get the new faces because I just, you know, you get to meet the new people and and they're and uh, you know see how excited they come. They're like, okay, I want to come back next year. So right. and with so many places coming from different parts of Texas, it's great as a barbecue fan to get to get all these places. One place that normally you'd have to travel all over the state to get. I mean, right. not everyone has a chance to go to Lubbock and Amarillo and Kerrville and Houston and you know and, and it's able you know Spicewood and you're able to kind of bring everyone together in one place, right. which is just awesome for barbecue fans to be able to get a sample of all of that. You know, and everything that we've heard, you know, talking to pitmasters around as we go and eat barbecue is that the thing they love so much about Red Dirt is it's fun for them too. Whereas, not 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 to disparage any of their festivals, but it's work for them. They are working. They're cooking right. food. They're serving people. But at, at the end of the day, a lot of them go to the concerts and they get to enjoy the other part of Red Dirt. Right. And and that's important for us because I mean, I mean, a lot of these places are sacrificing a lot of money to come. You know, I mean. You know, we, we pay them to come, but obviously it's not as much as, you know, what they're going to make in a day, you know, at a restaurant. Some, some and, places may have to and, close down for the day, right. which and you, you seen, talk right? about, you know, some of the smaller joints, whether it's a Truth Barbecue or a Bodacious, you know, they close. And they have to close for a couple of two or three days. You know, that's that's a big investment on their part that I can't recover. But, but it's also a testament that they really enjoy it, and that's what's most important to us. And, you know, we hope to see that, that carried throughout, especially our new places. So you talked a little bit, it's a nice little segue, you mentioned about, you know, the music and what they like to, to come for. This is a very much a Red Dirt Festival, and, um, you know, I, I grew up in Texas. I, I didn't, I mean, and I know that the dirt is red up here, I understand that, um, but I didn't really understand what Red Dirt music was in particular. Right. So so explain to our listeners kind of what Red Dirt music is and why you like Red Dirt. Yeah. What is what is it? Well, it's kind, of a, it's kind of a, a dual thing. There's There's... Some people call it Texas country. I don't call it Texas country. I call it Texas music. And then there's red dirt music. So, you know, you take, you can go back as many years as you want to through the outlaw country days with Willie and Waylon and those guys. But, 
um, you know, as Texas music kind of evolved and used, and Red Dirt music is primarily considered Oklahoma music. So when you talk about, you know, our headliner two years ago, Turnpike Troubadours or, uh, you know, some other bands that I play with us that are from Oklahoma, that's what we would call Red Dirt music, but also, um, you know, there's some Red Dirt in East Texas, there's a lot of clay, but, you know, a lot of black dirt too, but, uh, but then there's the Texas music side of things where you talk about Texas country where, you know, two of our guys, you know, Aaron Watson and Pat Green are more the, you know, the Texas side. and um, So it's it, it kind of evolves together and it's lumped in the same thing, but you talk to the purist and they're going to say, well, it's it's actually two very distinct, you know, forms of music on its own, um, much like, you know, like Texas style of football and Oklahoma style of football, you know. Not that one's better than the other. I like Texas and music, but Texas football is better than Oklahoma football. But you know, I, I would I, agree with that. I, I digress. But <laughs> you know, it's a it's a cool it's a it's a fantastic scene of music. It's um, it's almost you know it's a lot. It's kind of a lot like barbecue. It's kind of the little guys that you know, you know, barbecue of course started out you know as the meat that nobody wanted, and they repurposed it and made it something cool. You know, not that that's what Texas music is, but it's kind of the it's kind of the outlaw off the you know off the other side of the tracks. But it's great, you know. Well, and you're you're giving a lot of exposure to people that either haven't heard this music or to a new audience for the band. You know, and, and speaking of Turnpike Troubadours and Whiskey Myers are two of the bands that, you know, I, I found over the years mm-hmm. here, and then it now I listen to them. It's great music. Yeah. And it it, um, it speaks very much to the soul of those of us that live in Texas. Um, talk about some of the bands that are going to play there this year. Yeah. Um, so our headliners, Aaron Watson, uh, Amarillo boy. Um, Aaron's been around for a long time. He's He's kind of catching a lot of uh, national attention these days, but you know, those of us who have listened to the music for a long time have known who Aaron is for a while. But he's um, he's enormously popular in East Texas, and you know, it was one of those, um, you know, you did this festival for four years, and we've had some great headliners with Randy Rogers and Josh Abbott and uh, Turnpike Troubadours, and last year Cody Johnson, who is an East Texas boy. You know, this year it was one of those like you know, Aaron was was the obvious choice, and um, so when we reached out about him, it, it worked out really well, and. You know, probably the one I'm most excited about is Pat Green. You know, Pat's a legend. Um, you know, you don't hear much about him anymore, but I mean, Pat's been still been putting out good music. He's just he's not the forefront of the scene that he has been, but he's still Pat Green. And um, and East Texas has always been very supportive of Pat. And when he comes out, you know, Pat crowds and things like that. Um, you know, and our third our third band is a is a young man by the name of Co Wetzel. Co's an East Texas kid. He's from Pittsburgh. Um, he, uh, Pittsburgh, COVID, Texas. Pittsburgh, Texas. Yep, sorry. I should mention that. Uh, just surprised me. I didn't know there was a Pittsburgh, Texas. Yep, so, there no, is. There's a something <laughs> Texas for every other city. It's about 45 true. minutes north of here. <laughs> okay. Great hot links. you got to get Pittsburgh hot links. You've oh, heard, that's, yes, that's where they yes. come from. Okay. So there you go. Um, he's from Pittsburgh. He, he, uh, he got really popular out of Stephenville, uh, Tarleton State. And, and Co. is quite honestly the hottest thing in Texas music right now. It's real, uh, kind of real gritty southern rock. Um, Real fun kid, real you know he's a he's a he's a great kid and he's he's put out some really cool music, real popular among the younger kids. So there's been about an hour stretch of red dirt this year that might get a little crazy, but you know there'll be a lot. It's of, never been crazy before, is that what you're saying? Because it has not been as, a little crazy. Not as though. crazy as it's probably going to be during that hour, but right. uh, it, it got a little rowdy last year. But um, it, but Co brings a great crowd, and that, that's a big. That's a big reason why I mean, tickets sold. And this Dirty fast River Boys were a little crazy. They were, and I love the Dirty River Boys. Yeah, I'd, I'd have them back every year. <laughs> um, but between Aaron and Co., those are two of the big reasons why tickets sold as fast as they did. Um, and the second is Josh Weathers, and Josh is uh, probably purely the most talented guy I've ever seen. Um, he's from Fort Worth, and um, you know Josh is very careful about the shows that he picks to play, and he's a wonderful guy. Um, 
and he, he's played at Stanley's and Tyler a few times, and that's where I found out who the hell Josh Weathers was, was uh, January of 2012, when not long after Stanley's opened uh, for dinner and had its bar and live music on Friday nights, and I go see Josh Weathers, and I'm just like, holy shit, this guy is incredible. Uh, he kind of went viral a couple years ago on a YouTube cover of Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You that kind of went crazy, and um, but he'll come out there and he'll play early, but he'll, he'll get the crowd just, I mean, he'll get off the stage and they'll want him to come back and play an hour more. I mean, Josh is really great. Um, and opening is a, a Reed Southall band. They're from Oklahoma, kind of more, kind of red dirt, but also a little bit more Southern rock style too. And, uh, and Reed's been, he's been blowing up too. So we, we've got five really good bands that worked out, um, for us this year. And, you know, Pat was kind of the wild card for me. It took a, it took a long time to finally get that, that deal done. Name, yeah. It is. And, um, you know, we're really thankful Pat's going to come. Pat loves Tyler, and Tyler is – Tyler's kind of a bit more the traditional side of the music. And um, so when, when him and Aaron are playing back-to-back, that'll be that'll be pretty special for what we have this year. So is Pat kind of one of your bucket list when you started the festival? I hope I can get Pat Green here one day. Or When we started, I'd hope I'd get anybody, uh, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, but, you know, when you're first starting out and you're like, well, we have this much money and we need bands, and you're like, well, okay, well – I don't know who to get. And this is a brand new event, and you try to explain this to, to booking agents and whatever, and they finally they're like, okay, I kind of get it. And you know, slowly we've you know built more credibility over the years. But um, but I didn't grow up listening to Texas country, and my uh, my dad, and my brother did, and they always wanted me to listen to it, and I was always very dismissive. You know, I was. What were you listening to? I was a rock and roll guy, man. You know, I, was, I grew up listening to Led Zeppelin and the Who, and you know that kind of went into the grunge area. Um, I'm a giant. Pearl Jam is my band, you know, and always will be. Mother Love Bone? Yep, yep. No Mother Love Bone. Well, go and see Pearl Jam Wrigley Field this summer. I saw that on yep. your Facebook. Yeah. So, um, and it's still, I love the music, but, you know, over the years, um, it actually kind of started at Stanley's, probably 2009, 2010, you know, before Stanley's was open for dinner, and they were strictly lunch 11 to 2, 11 to 3 every day when they sold out. And, uh, but every now and then, Nick would bring in bands on the patio, and I was one very very fucking hot summer day I think probably in June or July when Uncle Lucius played on the patio and it's the first time I had seen him and uh, I'm like these guys are really freaking good and I've been an Uncle Lucius fan ever since and you know and and that was kind of what kind of led to it I guess you know a combination of uh, my brother and my dad you know trying to get me to listen to this well, music it, it sounds like you're just greedy there's bands that you want to hear there's barbecue that you want to eat so you just set up a festival and you bring them to you it's actually kind of brilliant exactly and yeah. I spent somebody else's money to do it it's, right. it's, it's yeah. great you know it, and honestly that's it I mean it's like take the two things I love the most you know and being a sports writer for a long time you know I mean I, I grew up being a writer I always wanted to be a writer and cover sports I mean I, and I covered a lot of it you know I, mean, I covered Adrian Peterson in high school and Des Bryant in high school and um and when you're when your life when you realize that your life is about to take a major change and you don't really know what the hell you're gonna do, and then it just kind of works out that way, and you so realize like so I guess like Pearl Jam and Wrigley is kind of another combination of yeah, both loves. I'm a baseball fan. I was a baseball guy. I won't say who I'm a fan of on this podcast, but you <laughs> will leave that alone. But uh, but you know it. I always you know always go back to that one show at Stanley's. About, I think it was 2010, so almost a decade ago and say, you know, that's kind of what really started me on the music. And then I took our job with Town Square Media. I met Buddy Logan, who has our uh, Texas Country Red Dirt show. And he shows me all these guys. And, you know, I started listening to them. And I go to my brother and my dad. And, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm listening to, you know, Stoney LaRue or Jason Boland or Randy Rogers, whatever. And my brother's like, 
I tried to get you to listen to that shit, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago, you know, and I was like, you know, I, I know, and I'm sorry that I... I, I I'm kind of coming full circle. My, my brother used to turn me on to John Prine. Yeah. And, John and is amazing. just lately I've been listening to him again, and yeah. it's like, man, I remember this. I just, I, I don't know where I was in between, but... Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and over the years, you know, and then we started the festival, and I was able to, like, especially go to my, my dad, but also my brother, and say... I can tell him. I can tell him who he needs to listen to. You know, after all those years that he would tell me, um, but then being able to, you know, book all these bands. And, you know, he'd give us two cents about, hey, you need to book this guy or you need to book this guy. And um, my brother passed away a few months ago, and you know, it was, uh, it's, you know, it's been a big transition. But also, like, I always go back to that show, and I always go back to, like, okay, who would my brother want to listen to? And it's, it's been a, it's been a ride, man. But that, that one show is what I always go back to, and I always tell Nick and Stanley's like. I'm really glad you had live music on those really fucking hot Saturdays because Red Dirt probably wouldn't exist without it. So it was, it was really amazing. Cool. And they, they've been a big supporter of live music for a long time out there. Yeah. Well, and that's a good tip for listeners that if you can't go to Red Dirt this year, kind of a good experience to get that combination is go to Stanley's on a on a Friday night. Yep. You know, it's it's come it, the night before because we'll have all the pitmasters there. You know, and we always take them to Stanley's the night before and we hang out and talk and drink and eat and we try to get them that's not a barbecue. Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll edit that part out. We don't yeah, anyone know yeah. about that. <laughs> I need my space there. No, I was I was there last year. It was a lot of fun. Um, and so you know, when you mentioned Uncle Lucius, um, are they retiring this year? They're breaking up, they're breaking man. Up, huh? Yeah, you know, it's it's been a hell of a ride. They're they're one of my favorite bands to ever exist, and I've seen them more times than I probably care to admit. And they're doing their last show at Green Hall here in a few weeks, and I'm going down there with uh, Eric Linderman at Black's Barbecue. So yeah. we always go to. Anytime I've been to Green Hall, see a show, it's always been with Eric. So uh, we're gonna go catch their last show, and it's gonna be a, gonna be an end of an era, you know, it really will. And um, I tried to get them that first year at Red Dirt, and they were already booked. And I got them the second year. If it were up to me, they'd play every year and they'd headline every year. But you know, nobody cares what I think. But is there uh, any idea if they're doing solo careers or? Uh, Kevin will go solo, I think. You know, for a while. Kevin's actually from Longview. Um, you know, I don't know if he's gonna move back to East Texas or what, but it's a, you know, it's a really special band that. You know, it's funny when they played in 2015, and Josh Abbott headlined that year. And Josh had, of course, had seen Uncle Lucius plenty of times before, but their show was just electric. I mean, the sun's out. Not that many people were really paying too much attention, but you know, I remember Josh went on Twitter and be like, "Man, you guys killed it." It was like, uh, it's it's a shame that it's gonna be the end, but it's been they're one of the best Texas bands to ever exist. So it's it's really cool. It's cool that you get to see them at, at that venue as well. Green Hall is very cool. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk about something else that happened on stage last year. You mentioned earlier, so Jenna. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was that a surprise to her? So you, you, it was. You proposed to her on the stage at Red Dirt. I did. I think I might have upset Cody Johnson's people a little bit, but uh, um, you know, people had thought that I was going to do it the year before. We had bought a house the year before and closed on it. I think five days before Red Dirt in 2016, like a moron. But uh, you know, people thought you know we're going to buy a house, so he's definitely going to propose at Red Dirt, and, and it really wasn't. It really was never my plan to do it at Red Dirt, but um, and also because she'd always said, "If you propose to me at Red Dirt, I will say no." <laughs> um, so you so like, said to test that theory. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, uh, so you know, it was after uh, you know, it was after you know, 2016. I, I uh, Turnpike Troubadours are my favorite Red Dirt band, and you know, they're just they're amazing. And I was, I'll never be able to book them again, probably. But you know, being able to get them was really really cool for me. And um, you know, I'd gone on stage and before they went on and I wished her happy birthday from from the stage and come to find out she was nowhere to be found 
she doesn't, she didn't even hear it because she was at a bar across the street <laughs> uh, taking shots of whiskey. So I will have whiskey right here this year so I can keep her inside. But yeah, I found out. Uh, I said, you know, did you hear me? She goes, what? I said, well, I wish you happy birthday on stage. She said, oh no, I was at, I was over at Rick's on the Square, you know, uh, taking shots. Like, oh great, awesome. So it's kind of like you know that week. I was like, you know what? I mean, I knew exactly what I was going to say for almost a whole year. And uh, it, it, it turned out really cool. Her, uh, Jenna's from Michigan. I don't like to tell people that, but she's been down here for about five or six years now. And um, I don't like telling. It's okay if they're here. It's yeah. all right. You know? her, her parents had come <laughs> down for, uh, that was her second Red Dirt to come to. And so I hadn't even had a chance to even ask her parents if I could marry their daughter yet until Red Dirt. So it was about two o'clock. I was able to kind of sneak them off and I showed them the ring and asked if I could marry their daughter. Of course, they, they said no. And I was like, please, okay. And uh, uh, they've since moved to Texas. So, uh, you know, by the time it came around, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I was going to kind of do it like after, but then I was like, you know, I'm going to do it on stage. Let's, let's just do it. So I knew exactly what I was going to say. So I called her out for, you know, not being around whenever I told her happy birthday. So I came up and then I made her leave, which I think really upset her. She was like, I thought you were going to do it, but then you told me to leave. So I, <laughs> or told me to, you know, that you were done. So and then I brought her back, but it was, it, it was, it was really cool. We're about to get married on the square too. So there wasn't. I think, as far as I know, we're the first wedding to be on the square, too. Wow. So. It was an amazing moment, and congratulations. Thank you. She Found hasn't somebody. left yet, so that's, 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 that's good. That's good, yeah. One year down, hopefully many, many, many more to go. Um, what, anything different, so obviously this is on Cinco de Mayo this year. Yes. Um, anything different that uh, you can tell us about this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it just happened by pure luck. Our fifth anniversary is on Cinco de Mayo, and uh, um, so next year will actually be on Jenna's birthday, which might be scary but uh yeah this year um we're gonna have liquor for the first time ever we've got some really cool liquor sponsors who are coming uh jack daniels will be there and we'll have some more so of course we have to have some margaritas for uh, cinco de mayo uh one really cool thing that we're adding this year that we probably should have added a long time ago is uh food trucks so after the barbecue's done serving about four o'clock we'll have food trucks so when people want to eat that night they don't have to leave they can stay and eat there and um you know we're gonna bring back our craft beer tent that we've had you know we're gonna have um uh, 10 Texas breweries that'll be a part of that um, and hopefully the lines will be much faster so hopefully that'll be a new thing that people will enjoy so <laughs> shorter lines yeah well and, and your lines haven't been horrible for beer but um, we're, we're a very thirsty crowd it seems um, your beer prices are also very reasonable so well, we you. appreciate that as well um, you know l- let's talk about some tips for those attending so um, based on the the liquor and and in general this is a long festival um, you know, and, and we've seen people pass out through the heat. Yes. I think so. But consider an Uber, consider Lyft. What, do they have those here? In, in, we do have those in Tyler, okay. yeah. That's that's a very important thing. And, and I always tell people when they ask, say, so what do I need to prepare for? I said, well, the number one rule at Red Dirt every year is pace yourself. You know, you're going to eat, you're going to drink, you know. The, you know, the main thing is, like, it is a long day. You know, this year it's 11 and a half hours. That's 11 and a half hours of eating barbecue and drinking beer and now you know liquor and things like that you know hydrate you can have water every now and then with yeah, yeah. you know for every, alternate yeah. yeah for every two beers have a water you know we've got a lot of water out there um but yeah number one rule but as far as like you know newcomers for the experience um come hungry of course um be nice you know and the, the cool thing about red dirt it's always been a very laid back kind of even killed festival with a really cool vibe and uh, that's one thing that I've always been proud of. I might get a little rowdier this year. And it get, by the time it gets dark, it gets a little rowdy. But um, at the same time, the, just the whole just the whole sense of it is what is what really 
Mason Brown. And also, you know, we didn't have an arrest until last year, so that was good. So. That is good. Well, we can confirm, though, even though it's Cinco de Mayo, not every barbecue joint will serve tacos. <laughs> Russell Regals is uh, up here at Bodacious today, and he has confirmed he is not going to yeah, serve yeah, a we'll taco. We'll see what happens when he so, comes around. But so. Misty may change that on him. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see, see what happens. I imagine there will be some tacos, and we will have a taco truck there for Perfect. after 4 o'clock, whatever uh, people need their taco fix on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. There you go. All right, you know? so anything else you want to tell these uh, these people that have bought their tickets and ready to go and excited? I, I think we've given them some tips, but anything else? Um, I promise not to propose on stage this year, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that would get you in a <laughs> hot, hot water. Unless it's to her again, I guess. I tried to have the wedding at Red Dirt. That didn't really work out. But. <laughs> Um, no, if they have their tickets, you know, thank you very much. You know, you're supporting a, a really cool event and a lot of great barbecue restaurants and good music. And, um, you know, and I wish that anybody who ever wanted to come could come, you know, but we, uh, uh, it's going to be a good time. And if you haven't come before, then pace yourself. Yeah, it's a great time. And, and speaking of that, we, uh, we've been able to beg and plead and uh, Chase has graciously offered to give away a pair of tickets. So mm-hmm. sold out, 48 hours. Somehow, um, we've cornered him and got some tickets out of him. Right, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're going to be giving away to a lucky recipient uh, a pair of tickets to Red Dirt this year. Did we say what kind of tickets they were going to be? We did not. Oh, okay. be any well, kind we, of well, let's make them VIP tickets. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, yeah. there you go. That's, uh, that's news to even tell yeah, us. Yeah, I'm winning those. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So how are we going to give them away? Is it like whoever I, pays you the most? Or, that, I think yeah. at this point we're going to put them on StubHub and just yeah. see what they go for. We'll yeah. split the we're... difference with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Somebody's yeah. going to make money. Yeah, what we'll do is we'll do our Instagram uh, Instagram or Twitter. Which one uh, do do It'll be Instagram. Um, we're still, uh, well, by the time we post this episode, we'll probably have edited in something. That's how we're giving them away. Because um, we're not going to just have you put your name on a comment and we're going to give them away. No, we're going to make gonna them be... earn these tickets. All right. I yeah. like that. We, we try to make people earn by supporting barbecue or supporting something. Uh, we can't force people to buy things, but oh, yeah. we can incentivize, hey, if you eat barbecue, you might get something good out of it. So, uh, Chase, it'll thank be you. Fun. So, yeah, yeah it'll be that's fun. Amazing. And that's, that's a killer, killer deal. And I so. think if they win, they should also help Russell Regals at his booth. I, right? I, I think I, that should be I've important. got that covered. Oh, so. okay. Well, there you go. Because yeah. I didn't get tickets, so I had to get that covered because I was, I, was, I dilly dallied, remember? That's right. So, you dilly so, dilly? Yeah, so now I have to work my way into the festival. <laughs> Russell Regals just came by the microphones right now, which is why we're talking about this. We, Russell, we told all of our listeners about all the tacos you're making for Red Dirt this year. Tacos, yeah, yeah. There'll be a big line for those tacos. <laughs> we will run out of them very quick. Do you have any F bombs to drop? He, on he's, this making, he's making two fucking tacos. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. None of that chefy shit either. <laughs> You know, he does have the best mustache in barbecue, though. I mean, I'm telling you that right now. For now. For now. Well, what, what did Andrew said that what, the other day you said that's like three facial hairstyles ago or uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we posted an old picture of Russell when we announced his episode. He said, that's an old pit. I said, yeah, it's about three facial hairs ago, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and I'll see y'all at Red Dirt, whoever wins. Thank you. Uh, I am so excited about this. Give you a high five. Andrew, Absolutely. I'm going to be in Seattle during Red Dirt. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh, well, I'm literally flying back to Texas the day of Red Dirt, which is now, just they, you can breaking change my... It. No, I can't. I have been threat of divorce. I cannot change this. <laughs> so you so, win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't say that I'm getting married for the second time. Yeah, so I'll edit that out in case my wife listens to this episode. <laughs> well, Chase, thank you so much thank for you guys. everything you've done for Texas barbecue. Barbecue, Texas music. I mean, you exposed so many people to new music and bringing the big names out to the little town of Tyler. It's such a cool festival, and uh, we, we hope to see people out there. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.
All right, folks, that was our episode with Chase Colston of the Red Dirt Barbecue and Music Festival. A uh, huge thank you to Chase for sitting down with us and for this great giveaway that, uh, that we're getting to pass along to you. We're calling this our Spread the Word contest. We want to get as many people listening and hearing the stories of the barbecue people that come on our show. So we're asking you to help spread the word about the show. Uh, so if you want to enter the contest to win the VIP tickets, uh, here's how to enter. Step one, post your favorite barbecue picture on your Instagram page, tagging us at Tales from the Pits and Red Dirt, which is at Red Dirt BBQ Fest. Step two, in the photo caption, tell your followers to subscribe to the show on their favorite listening app and follow both us and Red Dirt on Instagram. Step three, tell your followers to comment on your post, letting you know that they followed us. Uh, step four, the contest will end at 11.59 p.m. Central Time on Saturday, April 7th. The five posts with the most comments on them will be entered into the drawing to win the VIP tickets. So get your posts up there as quickly as possible. Make sure to tag us in it. Make sure to have all your friends comment so we know that they've, you know, they've followed the rules and you're entered into the contest. We want you to have every possible chance to win. So thank you so much for entering, and we'll see you out there next time.